You are listening to Stepchild, a play by Amy Ng, one of five short plays produced in response to the experiences of people from South Asia during the First World War. What's the magic word? More opium! There you are. (laughs) Better? Come in! I'm sorry I'm late. This place is a labyrinth. Such an ingenious system of hidden entrances and exits. The madam assures me no two Johns ever cross paths. Gotta hand it to the Chinese. This place is not safe. (laughs) You Parsis! And you wonder why we don't recruit Parsi soldiers. Maybe you don't have what it takes to be a spy. I'm not a spy. An informer. Better... This is the safest place in town. A brothel in Chinatown is the safest place in San Francisco. Opium cures a hundred ills. Don't you believe in your own product? You're far more likely to get a dose of clap in those posh establishments in Pacific Heights. Though, they've just recruited a Russian ballet dancer who can do the most fantastic contortions. British consulate. That lets you in the tradesman's door. Flipping heck, Berger. Where's your pride? Here, all men are brothers. The only colour that matters is the green back. <laughs> There's nothing inappropriate about a Parsi merchant visiting the commercial section of the British consulate. A bunch of toffs. My in-laws are visiting from London. Highgate, London. 24 hours of Highgate, London, and I'm craving Asiatic filth and vice. Hey, Mr. Hopkinson. We'll warm you up, doll. (laughs) Mr. Hopkinson. What? Believe me, being used as a table is far better than what she normally. Digging, Berger? I've not had a finer goat curry in the new world. And it'll taste even better, served from the exquisite young body of a naked Chinese whore. Mr. Hopkinson. <laughs> Scratch a Parsi's Savile Row suit. You'll always find a Puritan. But Mr. Hopkinson... She's dead to the world. The finest opium from the Berger warehouses. I only deal in cigars. Your uncle's finest opium, then. A pipe for her. <laughs> and a pipe for the madam. She's so young. Behold, the fruits of your labour. In trade, as in all else, the empire led and we followed. I only trade in cigars. Biryani? They thought I was a fresh off the boat. Clyde me with food tonight, your friendly local pan-Indian student revolutionaries. You're at the Indian Revolutionary Meeting at Berkeley University. Why else would I wear this ridiculously starched kurta? Get me my tweed suit from the wardrobe. There's a good chap. Quite a collection of costumes in here. 
Where else in San Francisco can I enter an Indian and exit to Sahib? Uh, cufflinks, Berger. You've obviously never been a valet before, have you? No, I haven't. It's good for the soul. The meek will inherit the earth, which excludes the Parsis and the Brits. <laughs> Seditionists love your cousin, Madame Kammer. All Bombay Parsis are related. Tell her she'd still be a barefoot peasant if it weren't for the Empire. She is an extremely reckless and stupid girl. You tell her that from me, won't you? When you're next in touch. I am not, sir. They were selling postcards of Madame Kammer wrapped up in the new Indian flag she's designed. Indian Joan of Arc. See for yourself. Aren't you going to look? I am not a seditionist. <laughs> of course not. You know which side your bread is buttered. I am a loyal servant of the British Empire. Always the gentleman, Berger. So, what is so burning it couldn't wait till the new year? I'm sorry, but... Merry Christmas, Mr Hopkinson. Dolls? For your two little angels. Keep them for your granddaughters. My girls only play with blonde dolls. But surely your daughters are dark-skinned. But the mother is blonde. It's imprinting. Biological. Like a duckling. Then it gives me pleasure to think they will play with beautiful dark dolls. I'm sorry to interrupt your Christmas. <laughs> I was glad to get out. In-laws. Moving boxes. How's the move? Poshest neighbourhood in Vancouver. Congratulations. Aye. It's Vancouver. It's clean, it's green. And so is boiled cabbage. Do you want to go back to India? No. You know what I don't get? Same solid English stock in both America and Canada. But America is just... Zing. Electric. Sizzling. What do they have that we don't? More migrants? That's seditionist. So, spit it out, Berger. What is so burning it couldn't go in a report? You'll get your report, Mr Hopkinson. But there are some things... How do I say this? The right inflection, the right nuance, impossible in a report destined for the imperial government's files. Some things only a man like yourself who has imbibed India with his mother's milk can understand. You asked me to report on the characteristics of Indians entering the United States through San Francisco. The labouring classes are exclusively from the Punjab... Sikhs. Muslims too. There were Sikhs there tonight. I'm not surprised. We thought the Sikhs were the least likely group to turn against us. The Parsis are the most loyal... Your business interests are aligned with the Empire. I like to think of it as a special relationship. But the Sikhs... They're a martial race, loyal to the father-mother-king, backbone of the Calcutta police yes, force. Yes, many of the local Sikhs are former imperial policemen from Calcutta, uh, Shanghai, Hong Kong. So why have they gone over to the seditionists? They're economic migrants. You know the conditions in the Punjab? 
they become radicalized in America because there are real grounds for discontent. So what do they expect? That white labourers were going to embrace them after they've driven down wages. In no other species do the unfit and lazy demand special protection against the hard-working and fit. <laughs> so the Asiatic are the rightful winners of the evolutionary contest. Revolutionary merger. In all fairness, the majority of white Americans are friendly. So what's getting their go? The perceived indifference of the British authorities. The injustice... What has their treatment in the States got to do Under with Under the us? terms of the 1815 Treaty between Great Britain and the United States, all British subjects may freely enter America. The Americans now use means tests and health exams to deny Indian British subjects this right. The British government does nothing. You know very well why we can't intervene. I know the Empire dare not set a precedent for free movement of Indians into majority white countries. I know the white Canada, white Australia, white South African people are baying for blood. But this is unjust, illegal, and above all else, short-sighted. It's several steps above my rank, old chap. Put it in a report. Which will never get read, unless I have a champion. The wonder is that not more of them are radicalised. Indians, British subjects are excluded from all corners of the empire. Indians are beaten up in South Africa, in Canada, in Australia. The racial theories coming out of South Africa... Uh, that's not us, that's... Dutch settlers, I know, but the British government does nothing... As if the Sikh peasants care what's happening on the other side of the world. It's these revolutionaries. Who are they? Where do they come from? All over. The British Raj, Burma, Afghanistan... They're university students. Why here? Why now? Why aren't they going to England anymore? Acceptance. <laughs> Acceptance? Have you read the news today? Every country has its lunatics. But listen, last month, five Sikh labourers were arrested on a street corner for being too noisy, and white San Franciscans defended them against the police. I've never seen anything like that. Certainly nowhere in the empire. Every country has its lunatics. Is that why you sent your son to Harvard? He's there for business contacts. A few years of polo and punting used to be good enough for Indian high society. Three generations of Oxbridge and still no closer to becoming English. Indians here will be American in a generation. Americans are working on a law to exclude all Indians. That's impossible. I've seen the draft. On what legal basis? We're British citizens. We're British subjects. Geography. They'll exclude immigrants from a certain geographic latitude. The British government will protest energetically, I hope. Out of self-interest alone, if nothing else. What if half of all imperial subjects, the Indian half, conclude that British promises are empty? That India is only the stepchild of empire? Like I said, old chap, that's several grades above my rank. I don't make policy. What about Canada? Such a law would embolden the white Canada party. I have seen what they do in South African schools. The racial police picking on the black-haired children, the ones with a hint of tan in their skin, looking for that single drop of dark blood. Being half Highgate London won't spare your daughters. I'm half Yorkshire. I was born in Yorkshire. I'm a pure-blooded Yorkshireman, and if anyone slanders my honour... Forgive honor, me, Sahib. 
I have never considered Indian blood dishonourable. I shall demand satisfaction. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a rather pressing engagement with a lovely Russian ex-ballerina in a certain establishment in Pacific Heights. I'd ask you to come along, but it's strictly for whites only. <gasps> the girl's paid for. Have her if you want. Oh, I nearly forgot. What's this? Guacamole and tacos, a Mexican delicacy. It is a curious but little-known fact that the Mexican street food trade in San Francisco is dominated by Punjabi Muslims who have grown moustaches. On my way here, one of them asked me to give this to Sahib Hopkinson with compliments. And you wait till now to tell me? They've been following me. They've been keeping tabs. The number of death threats I, that I've had... I assure you, I was just as surprised. Virgin, uh, seat costume. Well, don't just stand there. Help me with my turban. There. You're unrecognisable now. You're in danger too. They know about you. They'll execute you as an informer. Unless... A wealthy Parsi merchant like you acting as a humble interpreter for Indian immigrants at Angel Island. Your son at Harvard. Your cousin, a known seditionist. Idiot! Sahib, I am a loyal subject of the true father-mother king. You're forgetting the dolls. Give them to the hall. She's young enough. <gasps> it's all right. Here are two beautiful dolls for you, made by Jumon of Paris. Porcelain, brown-skinned dolls, glass brown eyes, uh, black hair, <laughs> as beautiful as yours. You'll be all right. We'll be all right. In Stepchild by Amy Ng, the part of Daddy Budger was played by Naveed Khan, the part of Ling was played by Balfinder Sopal, and the part of William Hopkinson was played by Peter Singh. The play was directed by Anthony Simpson Pike, recorded, edited and sound designed by Robbie McInnes, and was a Tamasha digital production for the National Archives. Special thanks to Iqbal Hussein and Sarah Griffiths of the National Archives Education and Outreach Department and the Friends of the National Archives for funding Loyalty and Dissent, this series of audio dramas. <laughs>